Welcome to the Spanish Arpada. I'm Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from Leovigild to Felipe VI. And this time we're going to be reviewing Yusuf. Yusuf. Well, okay. I I, I can possibly spell. Uh, just it's pretty y- straightforward, yeah. Y-U-S-E-F. Yeah. Y-U-S-E-F. Y-U-S-U-F sometimes I've seen. Yep. It's... Uh, okay. All right. All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to call it a win. It is a win. Yeah. It's a pretty right. straightforward name. All right. Uh, before we get started for his, with his biography, though, we have to say goodbye to one of our sources today. Oh. And that is the Chronicle of 754. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, this source has oh. been valuable for understanding yes. the governor's period. This is a time when most other sources couldn't care less what was happening in a backwater right. caliphate. Right. Exactly. Sources. Or they couldn't care less what was happening in a Muslim-controlled area in the case of Christian sources. Right, of course. So the the Chronicle of 754 was really invaluable for this. Now, Yusuf, who is today's governor, he took power in 747, but his reign didn't end until 756, which is two years after the publishing of the Chronicle of 754. I was going to say, if my math checks out... Yeah, they don't know how it ends, and we do, which is... Mm kind of fun to read very oh a lot of inadvertent foreshadowing and 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 so forth right. yeah well and and they start the entry on yusuf like this mm. quote when the year 744 had ended and the year 745 had begun constantine son of leo became the 68th to be crowned emperor of the romans succeeding his father and ruled for x years <laughs> it literally says x years they just put it x because they didn't know Note to the editor. Uh... Note to the editor, fix this. <laughs> right. But they never did. Mm. So that's how it has come down to us. He has ruled for X years. Gotcha. So this will be like reading a, a newspaper of September 1929 saying the stock market looks fit to keep raising for the rest of the year or something it, to that effect. It's amazing because it's only two years, but they're a very important two years as All we right. see when we, okay. uh, when we come to this. So. Let's get started with his biography. Now, our governor this week, his full name is Yusuf ibn Abdelrahman al-Firi. But his name is listed in Ibn al-Qutiyah's chronicle as, quote, Yusuf ibn Abdelrahman ibn Habib ibn Abi Ubaidah ibn Uqba ibn Nafi al-Firi. That is a hell of a family line. I've never um, seen that many Ibn's before. <laughs> I was going to say that 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 indicates that he comes from a family that, you know, among other things, has its own watermark. Um, well, that's very re- impressive. You are correct. The reason for all these Ibn's is that the last person listed, Uqba Ibn Nafi, is a very important person. And so mm. they wanted to put that in his name, right? Sure. He was one of the first settler Arabs in North Africa, and he founded the city of Kairouan. He okay. founded the capital of gotcha. Ibn Yeah. Sure. Now, Yusuf sure. himself was born in Kairouan. And he came to Spain with his father during the conquest. Mm, oh, oh, so, all right. So he, now, again, has been in Spain a long time. His been family, on the ground floor. All right. Yes, for a long time. Uh, now, Yusuf goes on to have a distinguished career in Al-Andalus, and he even served as governor of Narbonne in the late 730s. Hmm. He's the one who calls Uqba for help when Narbonne is being sieged by Charles Martel. You remember that? Right. And they were able yes, to break the siege, but not get too much else accomplished. Mm-hmm. And Although, then the Berber revolt happened. So yes, yes, right. Uh, Yusuf comes back to southern Spain during the civil wars, and he fights against Balsh. So always he, a good position to be in. Always Balsh a good is, position. Balsh is the worst, so yes, that's fine. He is the worst. Uh, and according to Amakari, Yusuf is fifty-seven years old when he becomes governor. Hmm. 
So um, older, but not ancient. Right, right. Uh, definitely old enough to know better, we can yes. say. Well, let's back up a bit to see how it is that Yusuf becomes governor. Mm. When we last left our story, Abul Akhtar ends the civil war between Balsh and the sons of Ibn Khattan simply by showing up in 743 and mm -hmm. telling everyone to knock it off. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and the, they do. Basically the buzzkill, but also the arrival of the grown-up. Yeah. Um, so everyone does knock it off and yes. things are calm and the Berber revolt has ended and things yes. look like they could be looking up. Yes. And then in 744, Caliph Hisham dies. Uh, the damn Caliph kicks it and now everything has got to, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That sets up a whole other wave of unrest in the caliphate. And right. a man named Al-Sumail takes advantage of it. Mm. Uh, remember, this was that court case involving a man from Al-Sumail's tribe and mm. Abu al-Khattar's cousin. Al-Sumail right. went to Abu al-Khattar personally to complain about the governor's intercession in the trial and ends up in a physical fight with the governor that knocks his turban. I was going to say, which disturbs the headgear, which, as we all know, oh, is yes. the point at which, yes, things pop off. Yes. Um, <laughs> so to cut a long episode short, you can listen to Abu Al-Khattar's episode to get the details for this. Oh, do. Oh, do. Yes. <laughs> Al-Sumail and his supporters prevail. And then there's a long discussion over who should be governor next. Mm -hmm. Right. Abu al-Qatar is imprisoned. Uh, the settler Arabs and Berbers in Al-Andalus are hopelessly fractured at this time. Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about the different origin groups, like the people from Jordan and the people from Palestine, which was really more to do with the military units you served in. Right, right. Uh, but there are all these little groups and factions that all are fighting for power. Right. And worse, the situation in Ifriqiya isn't any better. <laughs> the the settler Arabs in North Africa have also seized the moment of Hisham's death and Al-Walid II's assassination to grab yeah. some independence for themselves. It's not as though the Berber revolts uh, ended on a note of collective concord. It, it, it both mostly ended on a collective note of, I'll get you next time. Well, um, Ifriqiya isn't any less under the thumb of Damascus than Al-Andalus is. Right. Right? Right. And the settler Arabs are tired of having a governor imposed on them from afar. Mm -hmm. Especially after that whole Kultum thing during the Berber revolt. Yeah. Where you listened to Balsh instead of the two African leaders and got everyone right. killed. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kultum did have the top of his head come off, but. Yes. Yes. There's still a grudge. And look, every so often, an entire generation of aristocrats decide that they're an army and gets wiped out. And that's always fun, yeah. but it doesn't do much for collective stability. It doesn't. Uh, so in 744, a member of the locally powerful Alfiri family, which is the same family that Yusuf belongs to, by the way, right. uh -huh. uh, they overthrow Hanzala, who you may remember from last episode as the governor of Ifriqiya, who had appointed right. Alakater. Right. He he was, yes, he, you'll be the new competent one, you'll appoint somebody competent, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, but yes. apparently not. Well, Hanzala, probably recognizing the danger he's in, agrees to abdicate in favor of the Firids, and he goes back to Damascus. I was going to say, you know what, Damascus is lovely this time of year, let's no. just uh, head back home. Get out when the getting's good. Hopefully there's nobody frivolous on the throne. Well, when it comes to deciding who should be governor in Al-Andalus in 745, the traditional mm -hmm. system of appointing a governor has been hopelessly broken. Of course. In fact, another guy named Thuwaba has to step up and be acting governor for 14 months while a new candidate is decided. Oh, that is a long temp gig. 
I um, considered covering him, but there's really not much to say about him. Well, that that's too bad. I was hoping for another Muhammad the Saracen. It, no, um, it, it's not funny. Like I'm that. not supposed to be here. Yeah, <laughs> we, we still need somebody to decide what color the carpet's going to be. Well, yes. And where we keep the pencils. Yeah. Now, the Akbar Mahmua relates that Yusuf was chosen, quote, after much disagreement, though without violence. <laughs> Which is good to know, I guess. I mean, that is that is good to know. I mean, but presumably things were said. Possibly. Yeah. Now, among the contenders, there was a man named Yahya, and he was particularly eager to rule. But he mm -hmm. finally stood down when Yusuf and his partisans agreed that Yahya could retain control of the province of Raya, which is around modern-day Malaga. Okay. I, I, now have to, I, hmm. I, I have to step in and pause because this is very important. We've had Yaya before. Yeah, we've this had is a different a, Yaya before. We've had a different Yaya, and, yes. And as I said to you after the end of that episode, I cannot yeah. believe that I did not do a Eurovision joke about <laughs> Ding Dong Yaya. Yeah. And I, I'm just saying, if it happens... I'm going to have to seize the opportunity. Heads I will up. pause at the appropriate time. Thank you. Thank you. Just okay. Let you do good. good. Right. If he gets so, his head cut off, this is going to happen. <laughs> yes. So they say, okay, you don't really have enough support, but you could be in charge in your province. We won't interfere and we'll have the rest of Al Andalus. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, Al Makari tells a slightly different story. Oh. He says, quote, the army decided upon dividing the empire between the two rival factions, the Beni Modar and the Arabs of Yemen, in yeah. such a matter that each party should govern the country for one year when they would resign the command into the hands of the other. The oh, Beni God, Modar, that's inconvenient. Yeah, the Beni Modar, who were the first uh, appointed in the year 129 as their commander, Yusuf ibn Abd al-Rahman al-Fir, who mm. accordingly governed the country for one year, taking up his residence at Cordoba. So either way, in 746, there is sort of a power-sharing agreement set up between Yusuf and his followers and Yahya and his followers. Uh-huh. Yes. This is, okay, all right. Then, um, go ahead. <laughs> then dissension follows. No, get out! Now, the Chronicle of 754 is pretty vague about it. It just says that after a few days, the Arabs stirred up various rebellions against him throughout Spain. <laughs> of course they did. It doesn't really go into much. Mm. Al-Makari states that the issue is that after one year, Yusuf reneges on the power-sharing agreement. You and know, and to, to stay in power. To be fair, I, I sort of am on Yusuf's side on this one, because you know the staff didn't want to make a switch over either. Oh, no. <laughs> We've just figured out how he likes his boiled eggs. We've just figured out when... Yeah, just okay. Please, could we just stick with the guy we know? Yes. Well, Ibn al Qutiyah is similarly vague. He just mentions that, quote, Yusuf was prejudiced against the South Arabian Khatan tribes, which greatly gladdened the hearts of his own followers. <laughs> well, all, all right. In any case, there's an uprising. Yes, yes, there is. Yahya gathers his followers and he decides that since the enemy of my enemy is my friend, Abu al Qatar would probably love to be in on this rebellion. Uh, we have such a good track record of inviting third parties in. Uh, okay, let's, yeah. let's see what happens. So Yahya breaks him out of jail. Of course he does. And then a contingent breaks him out of jail. <laughs> Problem is, is that Yahya is only half right. 
Abu al-Qatar <laughs> is indeed pleased to be fighting Yusuf and therefore his old nemesis al-Sumail. Of course. But, you know, yeah. Abu al-Qatar had been governor before, so he's not going to accept anything less than being governor again. Why would he? Why would yes, he? Why would he take a demotion? Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Except Yahya kind of thought he was going to be governor. Mm-hmm. Of course Awkward. he did. Awkward. Yep. <laughs> Yusuf, on the other hand, isn't sleeping on this uprising at all. He gathers his forces and, with Al-Sumail, heads out to meet the rebel forces. Of course. They encounter one another at Secunda, which is a town right outside of Cordoba, and the Battle of Secunda is fought. It probably took are... them a long time to decide that name. It did. <laughs> now, the two sides are pretty evenly matched, and the Akbar Mahmoud says that they fight all day until everyone is exhausted. <laughs> well, okay, first of all, I give credit to everyone fighting, because if you have to fight all day before you get exhausted, you've done cardio. Yeah. Uh, that is impressive. They, they were they were well-trained. But then Al-Sumail has an idea. Uh-oh. He calls Yusuf to him, and he suggests that they go into Cordoba and bring out all the people who work in the market there. Uh, 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 b- because? Because if all of their forces are tired and can't fight, they should get fresh men. Okay, yeah, but the men are stock boys and yes. sales girls. This is not the smartest well, what? what they do, yes, they are not military personnel in any way, so they uh-huh. are armed with uh, clubs and staves. Oh, brought out to the battlefield and told, go. I and they have... do. They I go know. out and bludgeon what remains of Yahya and Abu al-Qatra's army to death. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm glad that they won, because if they lost, it would basically be a forerunner of the Children's Crusade. This is sort of like saying... We've we've run out of the army. Well, um, get the concession workers from Disneyland to fight. That's basically what happened. Yeah, it is. Like, well, they happened. wear uniforms. They're, they're they take orders. It's fine. They're all here in the same place. It's easy to round them up. Yep. Yeah. Have the have the sergeants wear the ears just for fun. Let's do that. Now both Yahya and Abu al Qatar are captured, and this time uh, they are put to death. So this okay, is where Abu so, al Qatar finally dies. So we can say yeah, yeah, ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> All yeah. right, good. I, All right. I, I feel complete now. Yes. <laughs> so Yusuf continues his governorship, but it wasn't a calm reign. No, 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 it isn't. Even after this point. First of all, Al-Makari relates, quote, Yusuf's government was by no means a tranquil one, as he had to uh, contend with several chiefs who on various occasions took the field against him and aimed at depriving him of both life and power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the great beyond, Leovagild is saying, you need to kill more people the first time. Right. Uh, if, if you don't do that, they just come back. It's definitely a uh, factionalism Mm-hmm. remaining issue. Sure. Yes. Second problem, the Akbar Magmuha actually mentions Asturias at this time. Wow. It's pretty notable. Finally, uh, finally moving up. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the Arabic sources typically do not mention any of the Christian kings until much, much later. Mm. Now, it, this is what it says. Quote, the people of Galicia rose up against the Muslims and the affair of the infidel called Pelayo became more pressing. Whoa. Now, Pelayo's dead. Yes, I right. was gonna. It, it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. It's yeah. been at least a decade, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Akbar Mahmoud doesn't refer to any other Asturian by name other than Pelayo. Huh. So we can 
assume that Palayo is just a stand-in for the king of Asturias. So I what mean, what is meant here, scholars think, that this is uh, the massive retaking of Galicia that was done by Alfonso I. Oh, okay, okay. Because well, it mentions Galicia, because this is the right time. Uh, right. They probably meant Alfonso I. Right. Well, yeah. Alfonso did spend a lot of time retaking stuff. Yes, he so, did. And it was noticeable um, enough that yes. the Arabic sources talked about it. Yeah, uh, well, he he is our top scorer for a reason. Third thing is that starting in the year 750, Spain is gripped by a massive famine that causes oh. an incredible amount of suffering. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it um, wasn't it was not a calm governorship in any way. This is sort of a silly question. Is is there any known cause of the famine? Is it just some sort of blight or or insect based? Do we know? I actually don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. Okay. Uh, sometimes it's because there's an illness in the population. Sometimes yeah. it's because of an illness in the plants. Yes. And sometimes natural some, disasters. But I, I was going to say there's always the fact that the weather could suck. The weather um, could suck. In addition, something monumental also happens in the caliphate in the year 750. Uh oh. Now, the current caliph is Marwan II. Right. He's acclaimed as caliph as a compromise candidate after the assassination of al-Walid in 745 and the right. natural death of Yazid III in 746. One year later, yes. Right. right. So Marwan II has been caliph for like four years at this point. Okay. All right. Looks like it's going to stick. But unlike Yusuf, this compromise candidate is very politically weak. Oh, no. He's not frivolous, is he? He's not frivolous, but there's a okay. lot of anti-Umayyad sentiment in the caliphate right now, which is a shame when the dynasty is the Umayyad dynasty. This culminates in a huge battle in Egypt where the caliph's forces lose and Marwan is eventually captured and killed. Oh, my. This is the year uh, 750. 750. Uh, yep. We just killed the caliph. Yes. Uh, this, is, this is a big deal. Now... Yeah. This is really interesting, but both the governor of Ifriqiya and Yusuf, the governor of Al-Andalus, decide to do nothing with this news. Uh, ah, okay. They don't respond. They don't officially swear their allegiance to the new caliph, Al-Safa, who is an Abbasid, not an Umayyad. The Umayyads are mm. done. Okay, we are, we are finally done with that dynasty. All yeah. right. But they don't not swear their allegiance. Mm. They just don't do anything. Avoid eye contact. Look, checking their phones constantly. I mean, how are we? We're we're just not. Don't don't look up. Just don't look up. Just don't. Well, look up. the Akbar Mahmoud claims that the postal system was in a really bad way at that time. Due to <laughs> well, now to be fair, I I would imagine that's not an unlikely scenario, but right, it's also awfully convenient. Well, it's possible that Yusuf just thought he could ignore events going on in the east and never have to answer to them. Well, you know, we're 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 you treat us like we're the butt end of nowhere. Um, maybe we should, uh, you know, play that card. And this works for them until oh, wow. the year seven fifty four. Uh, uh, right, which is yeah. when the the book has to go to the publisher. So right, so the the Chronicle of seven fifty four does not know anything that I'm about to tell you, which oh, is dear. such a shame. Oh damn! But. Here's I'm sure that the authors, you know, heard about it in 755 and immediately began kicking their dog. Yeah, um, so angry. So here's what happens in 754 in Al-Andalus. Mm. In 754, a messenger named Badr arrives in Al-Andalus. 
no. And according to the sources, his coming was a complete surprise to Yusuf. Oh, no. In fact, Yusuf isn't even in Cordoba at the time. Oh, of course. He's up in Zaragoza attempting to put down yet another petty revolt. And again, uh, uh, Muhammad the Saracen is like, do you know what happens when a messenger shows up unexpectedly and the guy he's supposed to report to isn't at home? Bad news, you become the governor. Well, it's not quite that. Uh, okay. uh, but Yusuf is definitely in full military campaign mode when he hears about this message. Uh-huh. Bader can't give it to him. He has to give his message to a subordinate who uh -huh. tells another subordinate who tells another one, and so on and so on. Oh, God, we're playing telephone. Basically, uh, everybody knows what's going on. Yusuf is one of the last. Oh, this is this is going to be mean, isn't it? Uh, and no one is sure what to do about this message because Yusuf is so busy. So right. they tell Badr to wait until the campaign is over and they will send a message up north. You know, man's man's got an army. Maybe don't give him the pink slip when he's literally at the head of a killing force. Well, Yusuf um, has just put down the rebel forces in Zaragoza. As uh, a matter of uh, fact, according to the Akbar Magmuha, quote, he had hardly put his right leg over his left one when the soldiers <laughs> cried out, a messenger, a messenger. Oh, Didn't he begin to lay back, cross his legs? Oh, no. wow. He had barely put his right leg over his left one. Oh, we're really twisting the knife here. Okay. And this is when Yusuf finally reads the news. Mm -hmm. A man named Abdurrahman ibn Muawiyah, who uh, is Caleb Hisham's grandson and oh, no. last surviving descendant from the Umayyad dynasty, uh -huh. has landed on the shores of Al-Andalus, fleeing the Abbasid Caliph's forces who want to kill him and stamp out his dynasty forever. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And um, everybody finds out about this before Yusuf. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, not for nothing, but the boy who lived just arrived. Uh, I don't know what you That's want to exactly do about that. But... What happened? The boy who lived just arrived. Okay. Now, this is a problem for someone who's yeah. supposed to swear fealty to the caliph, but now has two potential caliphs to swear to. Right. But also, Yusuf was kind of happy doing his own thing as a mostly independent ruler of Al-Andalus. Yep. Just, right? just wanted to just wanted to pick out carpets and put down a, occasional rebellions. I just let me do my thing. So Yusuf calls Al-Sumail to him, right? They're of still working together. Sure. Okay. Al-Sumail suggests they attack Abdul Rahman's forces as soon as possible before he has a chance to talk to even more possible supporters on the peninsula. Wow. Okay. Ruthless. He says, yeah. Not necessarily dumb, but ruthless. Yeah. No, he he clearly says strike first. Mm. However, they make no attempt to keep this news secret, and all of the men courted in Saragossa all have heard that the only surviving successor to the caliphate is now in Al-Andalus. Yeah. Everybody has heard of this. Everybody, and, and let's face it, even if you're not going to follow him, you certainly want to swing by for a gander. Right. Um, so this gives all the soldiers the chance to decide where their own loyalties lie instead of just being ordered into battle blind. Oh no, we're leaving soldiers to decide for themselves. This doesn't end well. Well, what basically happens is some other leaders of the troops, you know, below uh -huh. the general level, but yeah, they yeah. Yusuf. They want to support the Umayyads over Yusuf. So they approach Yusuf and say, there's no need to hurry. <laughs> chill it's fine you've just put down a rebellion put your feet up take yeah. a breather uh, the uh al-makari 
gives us an exact quote, which is great. Quote, the man has shown no interest in taking over. He only came seeking sustenance and security. If you propose to make him your son-in-law, and if you are generous to him, he will quickly agree. Send him a delegation instead. Wow. All right. Okay. So do you want to throw in a fruit basket while you're at it? Good Lord. Um, so Yusuf hesitates. Uh, On the one hand, he's got Al-Sumail telling him, we have to strike now. Go. Yeah, kill this go, guy. Go, go. Yeah. And then we have others of his advisors saying, we don't have to, let's try to make a deal with him. So he hesitates. And this of is course. probably fatal. Yeah, yeah, it, it usually is. Yes. He gets back to Cordoba and he decides to send the delegation south rather than marching with the army. Oh, dude. So he, he decides, on. Let's, let's try a treaty first. Uh, it's like he's never seen a single episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Even worse, the delegation he sends is of divided loyalty, or at least of questioning loyalty. Oh, right. This, uh-huh. This uh-huh. is Hisham's grandson. Like, yeah. Hisham was the caliph. Mm-hmm. Are we really supposed to go down there and not honor him as kiss his head? feet? Yeah, no, exactly. absolutely. So the delegation gets halfway to Raya, and then they start debating amongst themselves. Oh, God. What happens if Abdal Rahman doesn't agree to this marriage proposal? Or what if he attacks? Shouldn't we be loyal to the one remaining descendant of the true caliph? Or what if he agrees, and then he takes the gifts we're bringing and becomes strengthened politically by it? Then what do we do? I see a lot of Three Stooges slapping and eye poking uh yes. d- as as this yes develops the uh, <laughs> the akbar mahmua up to this point is full of like conversations between two important people where they debate whether they mm-hmm. should support yusuf or whether they should support abdal rahman sure and there's like three or four of them and there are so many names i just kind of you know coalesced them right Basically, the idea you should get is that no one knows what to do. Even the people that Yusuf sent down as a delegation, Uh, right? uh So the delegation, they changed the plan halfway through. Oh, God. We're not all going to go. We're going to leave the gifts here. Some people are going to stay here with the gifts. We don't want to give him the gifts right away because we don't know if he's going to accept. So let's not... Is anybody else imagining or think... I mean, not to go back to the Looney Tunes model, but I'm seeing Bugs and Daffy ripping off the various signs for duck season and wabbit season so they decide to send only some of the envoys ahead to try to feel out what abdal rahman really wants before committing fully to the proposal and gifts plan uh-huh they have decided this independently of yusuf because oh, I... they don't want to potentially offend someone that may be their leader very soon of course oh boy this turns out to be a crucial error yeah when the remaining envoys get there and they speak with Abdul Rahman's representatives, their cagey attitude and lack of gifts comes off oh, as overbearing. Right. This yeah. dude, just lie. It's basically, so simple. Just lie. Basically, the envoys just insult each other. There was some extremely salty language in the oh, envoy, which Lord. I was not expecting. Oh wow. One of them calls the other sucker of your mother's. Whoa! I wasn't expecting wow. that. Wow. I'm going to cast a nets myself. I was going to say, you don't expect the sources to be more vulgar than I am. Yeah, um, but, but that is vulgar. Wow. So 
the proposal's rejected. Yeah, no, absolutely. That 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 is that is the end. Uh, there the, there will not be an after party. Uh, no. Go go. This the is advanced, it. The advance party envoys send a message back to the envoys who stayed back with the gifts, and once they hear that things went south, they flee to Cordoba, keeping Ooh. the gifts. Incidentally, they they basically robbed Yusuf. Oh yes. Oh, for sure they did. Absolutely. And you know what? First smart thing they did. Yeah. Um, because at this point you're you're gonna need that to 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 live on for a while. Al Sumail is really angry at this. Yes, he is. He yes, he Yusuf is. For not taking his advice and attacking right away. The the amount of "I told you so" that is pouring out of his ears yes. is just spectacular. So he now, is a Vegas fountain of "I told you so." So now Abdul Rahman has had weeks and weeks to sound out and rally all of his supporters on the peninsula, and Yusuf has no choice but to force the populace to fight for him. Oh, Yusuf. Yeah, by oh, calling up the Fisk. That's all he can do. Uh-huh. So he does. Yeah. A huge battle takes place near and in Cordoba. Oh, and after, hell. And after several attempts at a truce, they just continue to fight. Uh-huh. There's, there's a lot of like, we actually, do we really want to do this? I don't think we want to do this. No, we do oh. want to do this. Okay, let's fight. Right. Just, uh, where's where's Abu al-Qarter when we need him? Oh, uh, no, he's dead. To, to no. just show up and say, do you really want to do this? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. the end of the day, though, Abdul Rahman is able to reach the royal palace. Ah. He takes uh, his family prisoner, but he treats them well. Actually, a previous contingent that uh, that had taken the palace looted and robbed Yusuf's family. Oh, and Abdel Rahman makes the looters give them all their stuff back. Sorry. So, yes. No, that doesn't sound like a sincere apology now, does it? All right. Now, Yusuf is actually allowed to go free after the dust of the battle is settled. Wow. But he does have to leave his oldest son with Abdel Rahman as a hostage. Ah, okay. Well, fair, fair is fair. Yes. Uh, kiddo, good news, bad news. See ya. <laughs> Now, Yusuf does take part in one more uprising in 759, but it mm. is unsuccessful. So the governorship yes. of Yusuf and the governor's period in its entirety ends in 756. Oh, well, and uh, the yeah, the Chronicle yeah. of 754 is... is they missed wow. out. Boy, did they miss out. Yeah, but the our next episode in the south of Spain is going mm. to be Abdel Rahman the first. Ah, the first, the uh-huh. first, the independent king of Al Andalus. Right. We 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 have a number that's promising. I like this. Yes. Okay. Uh so so that's Yusuf's life. Well, governorship and most of his life. Well, okay, mixed mixed bag. Let's go yeah. on and rate him. All right. Our first category is conquistadores. How much land did they conquer? How good were they at war? So he doesn't do a lot of conquering. There is one reference to a campaign against the Basques. Mm. Apparently when Mm. he was up in Saragossa putting down that revolt, he was like, you know what? We're all here. Let's beat up on some Christians. Right, right. It goes about as well as when previous governors have decided. Yeah, I mean, going up against the Basques, even even if you win, first of all, you don't win. And B, even if you win, you don't win. No. Uh, This is, the Basques never lose. They suffer very temporary setbacks. That's basically it. Well... Um, 
they they did not lose this either yeah i was um, gonna say this this and it, and this is one of those instances where why why would you yeah you're just is, flushing money down the toilet i mean really this is the only listed battle between yusuf and any christian forces he doesn't go up mm. against the franks he doesn't right he, he's basically his conquistadores is he fends off quite a few rebellion attacks Right. So and, no new and, land, no new territory. Right. But strengthening the hold that he has over Al Andalus. Right. I mean, I'm not going to give him a zero. There's, there's some. I mean, it is worth pointing out, for example, that they, uh, when they had to deliver the message of the arrival of Abdel Rahman, that they essentially said, "Don't mess with him while he's doing his thing. Let him successfully conclude it, and then tell him." So there, there, there does seem to be a general impression of competence. Unfortunately, his hesitation is, as you say, it's fatal. I do have actually some land that he did conquer, I've just remembered. Oh. He ceded the province of Raya to Yahya, and then after a year decided, no, I, I, no, I want it back. Give me back. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that kind of... Kind. I'm, I'm trying to be really generous here. This is real. I think you're being it's, unnecessarily generous. This is not his. Not his round. No, it's not. I feel as though we're we're looking at somebody who is, in and of himself, fairly competent, but is mostly defined by losing. Yeah. Um. If we consider that, you know, basically the 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 big game at the end, his team loses and loses essentially because of poor coaching at the outset. Yeah. Um he so wasn't I'm, bold enough. Right. I don't think um you can get a high score in conquistadores if you're not bold. Right, exactly. I don't know. Two feels harsh and three feels high. What are you thinking? I was thinking a one. Whoa. <laughs> all right. Then I'll go with the two. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll go with the two. <laughs> you go with the two. I'll go with the one. That's a three right. total for conquistadores. There we go. Fair, fair. Not great. Not no. great. Our second category is no me digas, what sort of gossipy things happened. Well, I've got some quotes from the Chronicle of 754 that talk a little bit about Yusuf's character. Okay. And some things that he did. Uh, uh, all right. Other, all right. other than lose the entire peninsula. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Quote, Yusuf ordered a census of the remaining people to be taken, and although mm-hmm. it amounted to embezzlement, he solicitously ordered the scribes to erase from the public records the names of those Christian taxpayers who had been killed by the sword during the Great Slaughter. So That's not you, shenanigans-y at all. Yeah, if you keep them on the roster, then you can collect more taxes. Yeah. Hmm. And he cuts them out, uh, and the fact that it says it amounts to embezzlement, that makes yeah. me feel like he pocketed the difference. I was going to say, technically, you're dead. Uh, actually, you're going to keep paying your taxes, but you're not going to be paying them to the people that I'm supposed to be paying off, oh, because, again, me. you're dead. So that gives you a little sense of Yusuf's uh, character. Not a fan um, of Uh, Another thing that the Chronicle of 754 tells us is that there was an omen. Uh, In the sixth year of Constantine's rule in the year 750, Mm -hmm. on Sunday uh, in April, during the first, second, and part of the third hours, with all the citizens of Cordoba watching, three suns shining in a wondrous manner and fading into a crescent of emerald fire were seen. 
From the moment of their appearance, avenging angels laid low with an, intoler an intolerable famine all those who, by the grace of God, lived mm. in the land of Spain. <laughs> all right. But they this saw, the they point... saw comets or meteors. Right. I was going to say, this is the point where Neil deGrasse Tyson steps out uh, onto the screen and walks us through the very prosaic explanation for what actually happened. Yes. So, uh, so yes. there was there was a celestial event in Cordoba right. in the year 750, which just happens to be the year that the Umayyads were overthrown by the Abbasids, mm -hmm. and also the first year of the famine. So right. that's probably something I would talk about. Yeah, I would I would chat about that. I don't know if we can give him any credit for it. That's um, true. Yeah, it uh, didn't say that there was a bad omen because anything he did. Right. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not inclined to to score him too highly there. I mean, I like the I like the slimy embezzlement. I mean, he he basically clearly has the morals of a Chicago ward boss. Mm -hmm. That sense from him a lot. Right. Technically, he's dead, but that doesn't mean he still can't vote the Democrat ticket. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I'll give him a three on this one. You know, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing the room of knives and poison. I'm not seeing sex scandals, but but you know, cooking the books is always interesting. It's not bad, um, yeah. especially because if the higher ups ever find out that you do that, look what's happened to some of our past contestants. Yeah, but the reason you could do it is look what the higher ups are doing at this time. That's true. Although, given what happened to Musa, and it was and it was Musa for God's sake, it was. Um, I I probably would not have uh, taken that chance. Fair. I'm gonna give a four. Okay. So that's a seven for no. That's a seven. Third category is orthodoxia, and I got to tell you, I got nothing for that. I got zero. Zero. You I can tell you what he didn't build. <laughs> no, he didn't build a mosque, which <sighs> is is stunning considering how yeah. long he was in power. I was going to say he had time. Yes. Now, I think an interesting thing about Yusuf, and maybe we'll talk more about this in El Resto, is that we put him in the governor's period, but that's mm -hmm. really just because I wanted to start the king's period with mm. the Umayyad dynasty coming to Spain. Most people sure. just started there. But right. contemporary sources and regnal lists and mm. chronicles and such, mm -hmm. a lot of them put Yusuf as the first king of Al Really? Because hmm. he was not appointed by either the caliph or the governor of Ifriqiya. And he did mm. not really, as I said, he did not speak up and swear allegiance to the caliph hmm, hmm, at all. He just hmm. kept his mouth shut and was like, well, you guys back east can do whatever you want. I, um, oh, my mail system's broke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, new, phone, new phone, who this? New phone, yeah, who okay, this? right. Uh-huh, okay. So, so that that is that is interesting that he's yes. not willing to fall into the orthodoxy of recognizing right. the caliph. Hmm. Mm. Although, given the nature of of how the current caliph becomes the caliph, there's there's legit reasons for not really wanting to commit to the person in question. But other than that, he does not seem like a religious person in mm. any way. Can we legitimately give him any points? Um, give him a zero. Yeah, I think so. I think that's correct. He's not like obnoxiously or over the top unreligious. No, that's no. nothing. Nothing for his own religion at all, whatsoever. Nothing right. I, I honestly have more respect for somebody who is defiantly irreligious, but th that that's not even the case here. That is zero points for orthodoxy. Yes. Yes.
Our final category with points is El Risto. What are the other things that go along with being the ruler? Well, he uh -huh. ruled for nine years. Which As is governorships go, that's pretty good. That's a long one. That's why I say it's pretty surprising that he didn't build a mosque yet. Right. You know? All the more disappointment for me. Yeah, I know. Um, but Abdel Rahman, actually, the first, who we're going to talk about next, built mm -hmm. the mosque. Oh, so, thank God. The oh, mosque. Oh, good. So, okay. Yeah, All right. There today. All right. All right. And it's huge. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, children, he, he definitely has at least one son. Right. Was, the, he had, he had hostage. Hit hostage. Yes. <laughs> uh, but not... They don't really come to anything. No, no. Uh, okay. He died in 759. He was killed, uh, possibly hmm. by his own followers, but also possibly just in in a battle. Ah. So, so that's it. I don't have any coins or, or anything uh. for. I don't want to say he's a pivotal figure. He's kind of right on the the cusp of turning from one thing to another. Mm -hmm. But there's mm -hmm. just not much of him. Right, right. There's a quality of, yes, he was certainly present when the important thing happened, but the important thing doesn't really seem traceable to anything he himself did. He was just there. I mean, to to be fair, I mean, to give to give him a, a certain amount of credit, um, Governor for nine years. That's an impressive record. It, it it suggests. And and I also give him a fair amount of credit for saying vis-a-vis -vis the, we're going to switch off. No, we're not going to do that. I'm going to keep the job forever. And that's that. You know, I, I, I think back to, uh, if, if we want to go back to U.S. presidents, John Tyler is a thoroughly contemptible figure, but he did say... Uh, of the vice president. No, no. When the president dies, the vice president becomes president. That's the end moving on. And so that's important. But I, I don't even get that much of a sense from Youssef. Um, I do want to say he did kind of set the model for what the kings of uh, Al-Andalus are going to do mm. in the future in mm. Just pretending that the East isn't there. Right. <laughs> right. They're not officially out of the caliphate, but they do right. their own thing. And Yusuf really is the model of mm. like, oh, what? I didn't. Oh, you're breaking up. Bye. Right. Eyes to the ceiling, idle whistling, hands in pockets. Um, it's hard to pull that off. I mean, we're joking, mm -hmm. but... He, you got to assume that if you do it wrong, an army is going to show up. That is very true. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give him a three. All right. I will, I will give him a three. I will, I will go along with that. I think that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, he's not done great, so terrible. terribly in so many other categories. Um, sure. So that is a six for El Resto, which means his total score is a 16. Mm, that's pretty pitiful. It, it's not as bad as Liuva, but no, um, or Tolga, but, or Tolga, it's, but... It's, it's pretty low. It's not good. No, it's not. But now we have one more question to ask. Yeah. I don't think yeah. we do. No, no, we really don't have to talk about this. This is a this is a fuera. This is a very easy, easy fuera. It's interesting how Yusuf represents like the culmination of a process that we've been talking about for episodes and episodes of local power and settler Arabs. The right. Algeries were huge in North Africa and in Spain. And mm. 
you know, breaking away from the caliph and from direct control of Damascus and mm-hmm. doing your own thing and collecting your own taxes and all this stuff. Sure. We've been talking about for a while. Mm-hmm. And Yusuf did it. And so I think I wanted to be more impressed with him. Yeah. Yeah. Than he actually was impressive. And and you want the last one to be like a memorable disaster and and that is not that is not what this is you know he he's he's you know sort of blandly competent until he isn't and the problem is he's blandly incompetent at a clutch moment and blows it all by not taking the right piece of advice yeah exactly so sorry yusuf we are telling you fuera get out but let us know what you think you can Mm. reach us on social media facebook twitter mastodon that is all Mm. spanish arpada we also have a gmail account which is spanish arpada and we uh we love hearing from our different followers i just Mm. put up a poll about what to do with the uh the counts of barcelona because yes to that point and Uh i still haven't decided too many people are voting for rostani which that's that's the most possible work and i feel like oh. I'm doing it so they can see how much research i can put into this but, yep yep ah uh, yeah so it is recommendations time. all right uh you want to go first i can go first i am going to this is a very 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 basic recommendation and you'll you'll know what i mean when i say it i'm going to recommend a book and the book is the latest stephen king novel you recommended um, it to me last time we were at pints so yeah. yes yes it is it is stephen king's fairy tale it is a nice sprawling book i tend to like i like stephen king's short stories but i like his sprawling novels even better along the lines of of the stand or it or something along those lines this is as as the novel as the title indicates it is it is sort of a fairy tale it is sort of the oh connecticut yankee and king arthur's court where someone from our world enters into the world of uh the the legendary and i i don't want to talk too much about about the plot because i think it is sort of a a story that is best experienced with 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 absolutely no anticipation uh, of what is to come i will just say he really really enjoyed writing it and you can tell and stephen king when stephen king is really enjoying telling a story there's really nobody better in my opinion uh, there are there is none of his shall we say more tiresome he, he doesn't use a lot of you know 1960s main slang uh he doesn't you know he doesn't do that thing where he sort of really forces the reality of the situation by making everybody sound uh like they just stepped out of american graffiti it's just it's a it's it's really well written it's it's and and it's a very very good story so i just uh i recommend it it's 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 not no horror to it at all really much more along the lines of something like the gunslinger if you uh you uh likened it to uh yeah yeah you're talking about so more yeah definitely more of his fantastical uh than his horrific but uh yeah a a a a fun story uh and and worth your time so fairy tale by stephen king good 
I also have kind of a general and basic recommendation, and mm-hmm. that is to spay and neuter your pets. Oh, please, damn, yes. Please do. <laughs> I am currently sitting in my home office, and I have three stray kittens oh. sleeping on a blanket behind me. They are mm-hmm. all very ill, and one of them just sneezed. I don't oh, know if you heard that. Very puffy-eyed curves. Very puffy-eyed, very oh. uh, flea-infested, mm-hmm. and um, I picked them up from someone in my neighborhood who just... Doesn't had, do who it. Just, who, who didn't fix their yeah. cats, and mm-hmm. now they have extra cats, and they don't know what to yep. do. So... Yep. Um, I, where I live, there's a very good TNR program, which stands for mm. Trap Neuter Release. Mm-hmm. So what you do is, you, if there is a feral cat who's not going to be an inside cat anytime soon, mm-hmm. you can trap them, take them to this uh, program. They will neuter the the cat, or I suppose a dog, but it's usually cats. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They will neuter the animal and uh, make sure that it has vaccines, and then uh, usually they will tip its ear so you know that the cat has been cared for. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And, and then the cat can be released back into uh, if it's a part of a colony or if it's mm-hmm. used to living on the streets. There's also a couple of rescue organizations in my area. I'm sure there are some in yours as well. The Humane Society is always a good bet who adopt out cats who were strays but uh, are are able to live inside, are not completely mm-hmm. feral, which is what we're hoping to do with these three. Right. Already have two cats, so we cannot <laughs> be a five-cat household. We yeah, my, uh, my wife saw that Facebook post of yours and she immediately grabbed me by the elbow and said, don't even think about it you know so, they're real yeah. cute yeah they're real cute stop it <laughs> you are already a three cat household so. i am yes. yes yes um but yeah that is my recommendation please take care of your pets please if you see a stray or feral cat try mm. to trap it and at least neuter it because yep. these babies are not in a good way and no. i have a huge heart for animals and children right and it just makes me very sad so I'm, that's I'm, my recommendation I'm with you 100 percent on that one yeah yes our next episode is going to be abdal rahman because Alfonso okay. the first survived yusuf right right he's still alive right so we're not going to go to his heirs his son mm. his i was going to say i am very much looking forward to the children of ermesinda um yes. as well as the illegitimate child of a slave uh-huh, and that's always going to be cousins that yes. get involved yes oh goody <laughs> the first um brother uh, yep had some kids that will get involved so we're not quite getting to them yet because they have not happened yet mm. we're going to do abdal rahman first excellent yes. all right so we'll see you then all right all right bye, bye. bye.